con tiếng phim mình quán Welcome to Confused Immigrants, the podcast where I, internationally unknown comedian Pablo Sara, <laughs> interview my immigrant friends about their experience living in this country. Cool. <laughs> my guest today originates from Kazakhstan, a country whose main expert to the West is believed to be a TV journalist with strong cram who drives an ice cream van. She ended up in London documenting Guinness World Records and pursuing comedy stardom. Please welcome to the show my friend, comedian, Aisha Amanduri. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Aisha. How are you? Hello. I like the little intro music. Oh, you enjoyed it? Immigrant. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I, I like to see the, the reactions different people have to it as well. Oh, what's been um, the worst reaction? No, I don't think there's going to be bad reactions. Just a uh, lot of like laugh, uh, just a lot of laughing. Cause yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. But I, it's I not embarrassing. Like it. It's great because that's like exactly it. how I feel sometimes. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. That confused at my grand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is brilliant. Well, the, the name of the podcast like comes from my flatmates. Um, I can't remember what we were talking about. Like my flatmate Yana. Um, again, I can't remember what we were talking about. But like, basically, she was she just it, like end an argument by being like I just I don't know I'm just a confused immigrant like I don't know and I was like this is the perfect and then I was like can I steal that for the name of the podcast please and she was like yes you can uh but yeah um so we've been friends with we are friends right even though we're we rarely see each other but to be fair I rarely see most of my friends oh then I feel honored to be your friend then that's wonderful we've been we've we've known each other for Like a couple of years? Yeah, I want to say a couple of years. We might add a gig. Yes. Yeah. Uh, South, Ken. South Kensington, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've, we've... We both had the dirtiest um, uh, sets. Yes. How yeah, do you feel about we that? we both talked about our buttholes. Probably. Um, I felt I like it was I like friends about. at first sight. I was like, as soon as I heard oh. you say butthole for the first time, I was like... I feel connected. You know what? I think it wasn't... Well, maybe it was about... Oh, I can't remember. But I know that I used to have a joke that was about um, having to climb a stool to get a blowjob. So maybe that would have been... Yours or mine? I had to climb you a stool had a, to okay, get a blowjob. Yeah, you, like, you had to climb a stool to get a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, I feel like since then, maybe we've met mostly as, uh, at gigs. Yeah, yeah, at gigs. Um, I think one time we met at a cafe. We actually did a hangout, which was nice. Yes. Yeah. But we were preparing for a gig. Oh yeah, we were <laughs> preparing for a gig. That's true. That's all I do. I just prep for gigs and this work. Is, uh, this is an excuse because I knew like the only way to see you is like, <laughs> let's record something. Yeah. 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 Let's do. That's let's fair. Do, this doesn't yeah. exist. This is not even a recording, is it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like to start the podcasts uh, doing a confused uh, statement. Mm. Or a confused immigrant statement, but not everyone who comes to the show is in... Some people are like second generation immigrants or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, immigrant um, light. Yeah, Yeah. so it's a confused statement. It's like something that confuses you about uh, the uh, British culture. Uh, yeah, I can things. I can go first to yeah, show you how it goes. And then if you have one, you can do one as well. I have many. So mine is, uh, I'm an immigrant and I'm confused about power outlets being illegal in bathrooms in the uk oh well 
It makes no sense. Like, I get that once upon a time, like, power outlets and, like, switches were made out of metal, so it was really dangerous if the room got, like, really moist, like, it was a risk of shock. But that's not the case anymore, because, like, they're, they're no, like, they're made of plastic nowadays. Also, all houses in the UK have uh, RCD breakers, which means, like, it counts out the power at the smallest risk of shock. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, I... on your fuse box, yeah. This is kind of funny. Yeah, go on. But I literally thought it was because Britain is such a depressing place to live that they cannot have plugs in the bathroom because too many people commit suicide. Yeah, it's encouraging people <laughs> that's to... That's literally yeah. what I thought. Well, maybe the, if that's the reason, like, I still... Like, I, I, I'm I, empathetic but not supportive because I need mm. I need my pla- I need my sockets in in my bathroom. Yeah, I plug my like electric toothbrush in my be- like bedroom next to like Yeah, the floor, mine is behind like this sign, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a like a bloody person, yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's terrible. It's like if you you want to charge your toothbrush, you can't. Uh you want to you want to use a hair dryer, how dare you? Want to yeah. dry your hair? Like you can't do it. It's so weird. You just have to hair dry your hair in like the room, which is yeah. just awkward. Like yes. it's supposed to be in the bathroom. It is stupid. And yeah. it needs to change. Uh, I want to start a petition right now Let's to start change a the law. You have yeah, my signature. Um, because it's like you know, people watching, you know, I'm right. And come for me, internet. Like I am absolutely <laughs> right. Um, this, this no, this is one of these reasons that is made because like it's done that way because it does the way it used to be done like a million like years ago and yeah. it just hasn't been changed or we have the theory of like people are too depressed because you know what they because you know why paracetamol is in like all those like little individual little things rather yeah. than in a bottle like in the u.s it's because so people it, it prevents up. people from committing suicide okay but yeah. then trigger warning by the way so <laughs> how how come there's no like bars in like train lines like people can just like throw oh, themselves in train lines because that's a cool way to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. um, but yeah. So this is I'm really confused about it. I'm actually I'm really annoyed about it because um, mm. like I feel like you can have like a socket outside of your bathroom and plug everything there, and I think it's probably like a proud British tradition to just like trip on your way to the bathroom yeah. with all the cables. But yeah, it's just like it's completely backwards. Uh, it belongs in like. It's it's like it's like Stone Age logic. Like no, like every other European country like has sockets in the. I mean, don't even get me. There's a lot of things that are like Stone Age, especially about the bathroom in the UK. Mm-hmm. Like, what the, what is that? I hate hot that. water, cold. Water. No. What am I supposed to like? That doesn't make sense. I hate that so much. <laughs> Nothing yeah. makes sense here. And the hot water can literally like strip your skin off. Like oh, you could, yeah, yeah just so scalding hot. Want to want to make yourself a tea in in the loo? Uh-uh. <laughs> With tap yeah, water. literally, you could do yeah. that. Yeah, you can boil some pasta in your sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think I will. That's how I <laughs> eat my instant noodles. Yeah, is on, in the sink. Yeah, while I'm taking a bath. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Or while yeah. taking a dump. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. taking a dump. Making yeah. room. Yeah. Instant noodles. Exactly. I like the efficiency. You're like yeah. one thing comes out, the other thing comes yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, oh, we went you... very quickly to poo poo talk, didn't we? Yeah, well, this is the way it goes. Um, do you have a do you have a confused statement that you would like to tell? I uh, many things, but most of all, I just do not understand. Do you want to do how... it with the uh, I'm an immigrant and I'm confused? You don't have to. Oh, you can I'm also. An we have variations, but you are yeah. an immigrant, so you're probably fine saying that. Okay, yeah. We have I variations, do... like we say, like okay. I'm not an immigrant, but but if you're an immigrant, you can say it. Okay, I want to do this. Okay, I'm an immigrant. 
but I'm confused about how the fuck this country had enough PR to like advertise themselves as polite and like shy and like, oh, oh, we just don't want to step on any toes when in actuality they like literally invaded half the world. Um, excuse me, did you think that we'd forget about that? <laughs> you guys wrote the history and you still couldn't leave that out of it. And then also you think that you're all polite? <laughs> Absolutely not. It's disgusting. <laughs> I've never used that sound before, but it just... It, <laughs> it was appropriate for this. It was I required. Just, yeah. That was so good. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. So what is, where does the myth of, like, British politeness come from? Absolute bullshit. I call I bullshit I think it's that. just some kind of, like, extreme form of gaslighting. It's yes. Like I'm like, I'm trying to find in history where they managed to turn that around. Or was it that they always... You know what it is? It's like the kind of nice guy who always says he's nice and then he's actually a lot worse than those like arrogant pricks yeah. you know because he's like he tells himself he's nice and he's telling you that he's nice and you're like okay he's saying yeah. he's nice maybe he's nice and then you're like oh actually he's a massive asshole the British Empire is your toxic boyfriend yes yeah. or British should you say ex-boyfriend yeah, ex-boyfriend yeah. Yeah. yeah soon to become a, a citizen um hopefully <laughs> we'll see um so I think you have a really interesting story because, um, so you were born in Kazakhstan. No. Um, so I was born in Czech Republic. You were? Yeah. Um, okay. And then I, when I was two, my parents dumped me at my grandparents in Kazakhstan. And then okay. I lived there for two years and then I moved back to Czech Republic. Oh, and then wow. I was like, oh my God, I have a sister now. Cool. Are your um, parents, your parents are Kazakhs though? My dad is from Kazakhstan. My mom is from Turkmenistan. Okay. Um, I've never been to Turkmenistan though because it's a hashtag dictatorship <laughs> so can't go there <laughs> do you have is all of your mom's family there um, not all of them there's some of them in Canada there's some in Turkey it's all kind of yeah. spread out but my mom literally hasn't been back since she left at, I want to say at like age 18 or 19 or something like that where yeah. so your mom left her country when she was like 19. Yeah, quite young. And she literally had not been back. And then she didn't even get to see her dad before he unfortunately passed away. And I've never seen mm. my grandpa. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, bless her. I, I don't know how she did, like, how she did it. It's just insane to me because as a kid, I'm like, yeah, no, it's fine. Like, you know, that's my mom. She's doing her thing. But as an adult, after having been that age, oh my God, it was hard enough, like, moving here for uni, yeah. let alone, like... I, I think at the time she wasn't even sure if she was going to see them again. But yeah, she didn't end up seeing them again. I mean, she did see like my grandma from my mom's side because they met in, in Turkey. Um, but yeah, no, it was very tough. And I don't know like how she did it. Um, did she leave because of the political climate? Yeah. Or... And I think she was she wanted more like she was quite um, ambitious. She was just like, I don't want a life here in Turkmenistan. Also, because... It's not great to be a woman there, um, mm. or a person in general. <laughs> most dictatorships, and also most yeah. like free countries as well. Yeah. But yeah, sadly. So, where did your parents meet in Czech Republic? Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, they met at work. Um, so they were both uh, journalists um, at Radio Free Europe, um, and my mum was interning at the Turkmen service, and my dad worked at the Kazakh service. And this is hilarious, actually. Um, they're, first of all, they're both the cheesiest romantics I've ever seen. They still, to this day, send each other 
pyramids of emojis to each other. It's disgusting. Um, my mom showed it to me and I was like, ew, get a room. <laughs> um, but yeah. this is funny. She was like, yeah, when your dad first saw me, um, he told his friend that I have the eyes of camels. <laughs> is that cute? And I was like, ew, he's insulting you. And she's like, no, 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 that's a compliment. <laughs> the eye, no, I, I don't know actually if it was camel or a cow but yeah <laughs> she was like they have big animal. beautiful eyes i'm like yeah. yeah you are correct but also he was calling you a cow like they do okay <laughs> oh, yeah. wow wait how how common is it from kazakhs to emigrate to czech republic all people from turkmenistan turkmenistan i don't know but kazakhs oh my god there's so many kazakhs in czech republic really yeah yeah, yeah. there's a lot of us and we have a radar for each other as well because like to most white people and to other like asians as well um, when they see me, they think I'm just like East Asian. I get Korean the most. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Central Asian as an ethnicity. Yeah, until exactly. I met you. Right? Yeah. Most people just think I have like a white parent. Um, but Kazakhs recognize other Kazakhs. Mm. It's usually because we have this moon face or like <laughs> a different kind of nose, mm. I'd say. Um, like I was at a gig the other day and someone from Uzbekistan, I was like trying to get people to guess where I was from because it makes people uncomfortable usually. Yeah. And he was like, You're from Kazakhstan. And I was like, how did you, you know? You just ruined my bit. Yeah, yeah I was like, like, you ruined my bit, first yeah. of all. But also, how the fuck did you know? <laughs> um, oh, my God. But, yeah, so there's a common. lot of Kazakhs there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we are basically, if you see any East Asian-looking person dressed as a Russian, <laughs> that's <laughs> probably a Kazakh. Yeah. Yeah. We had someone... I had, I say we, is the the royal plural? The I team. had someone, yeah, the team, the mm-hmm. full team. Mm-hmm. I had someone on the podcast whose family came from the, um, oh God, I forgot the name of the mountains. Um, because this is very embarrassing. I'm going to move on to a different topic. Caucasus? No. Oh. Ah, uh, the uh, Ural Mountains. Oh yeah, Ural, I don't know. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> Like their parents the came from oh, okay. the from the Ural Mountains to Ukraine. Oh, anyway, I see. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. geographical proximity, but also not so related to what we're talking about. Yeah, no, he's reminding me of that. Because like, if you see like a East Asian looking person dressed like a Russian, is like, uh, yeah. And you know what the worst part is that my family, because you know it's Czech Republic, it's still very like white people country. Sure. Um, but my parents used to do this thing wherever they, whenever they would see other Asians, they would shout out Tuskan, which in Kazakh means like cousin. Um, so they just like, you know, we'd be walking by, there'd be other Asians and my dad would be like, Tuskan! <laughs> and they don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> because you're hoping that there's like some, some kind of recognition. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I made a mistake of telling my boyfriend about that and now every single time there's another Asian, he's like, Tuskan! Tuskan. <laughs> and I'm like, you're not allowed to do that. No. That's <laughs> low racist that's a, Yeah, that's a, yeah, bordering a race, racial yeah. crime. Um, but, um, so... Your parents, you were born in Czech Republic, but then they sent you and your grandma back to Kazakhstan. Yeah, they sent us back. No, um, basically, I think because my... Not in a bad way. Right? Like, <laughs> they were like, you're going to live there for a I couple think of years. They, they told me it's like a Kazakh thing. I don't know about that because I don't know any other Kazakhs who did that. Maybe like mm. back in the day. 
Um, but also they had met each other like uh, and gotten married in like three months. And then mm. I think they were working a lot and stuff. And my grandma was like, yeah. go on, give me the kid. I'll take the yeah. kid for a couple years. Yes. And it was the best time of my life, apparently. Really? I don't remember it, but yeah. my grandparents spoiled me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was treated yeah. like a queen. <laughs> I mean, it must be kind of nice to... I have no idea what, you know, well, you say you don't remember, and I'm literally hearing about this for the first time, so I've got an idea what it was like. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, to have, like, grandparents, like, looking after you, so they're, like, I imagine, like, totally dedicated to you, as opposed to... Because, like, when my parents had me, like, they were working full-time, so there was mm. a lot of, like... They were, like, juggling too many things at once. Yeah. Uh, so there's a bit of, like, you know, parental neglect... <laughs> but um but it's they had they did this the way they knew how to do things like, yeah, like we well, yeah. can't stop working because like money like how are you gonna pay for kids that's true and then also yeah. i find like a lot of the times with like immigrant family backgrounds and stuff like that sometimes like when i heard the things that my like white friends got from their parents in the sense that like it was a lot of like emotional hand holding and stuff like that which my parents weren't like the best at mm. um so like i so wanted that but i also understood that this is the way that they knew how to show up for yeah me. Yeah. Um and like obviously they did so much as well like you know they, yes. they were doing their best um yeah but sometimes there's that where you're like yeah okay you're working a lot and all that but also like I want to talk to my mum like she's my best friend yeah, kind of yeah yeah totally I totally get it um yeah. I mean I I feel like I talking to a lot of people in this podcast like it's not necessarily a rule of thumb but like a lot of people it it is kind of like a common denominator like a lot of people. They don't have like if they if they move to another country and they live there for good, they maybe don't have like the closest relationship with their family. Like I know that's true mm. for me. Like I do now, but I do years after. Like I've been living in the UK for like twelve years now. Yeah, and it was it was a like it was a deliberate decision to be like I would like to. Yeah, have a closer I, relation with my parents. But I definitely it, yeah. feel closer with my family now than yeah. I did when I first left because I was like 16 and like still trying to figure things out. I mean, yeah. not I didn't leave at 16, but yeah, I was a teen when I last yeah. kind of and I was just like, I feel suffocated and also yeah. feel like I don't have enough at the same time, which is yeah. I don't know how that's possible. But yeah, for sure. I feel like it, it was a choice to be like, yeah. right, I want to be closer with them. Um, But also like, I don't know, we, ha we have this other kind of close you know because with family you're like your family so you're always going to be there for each other even sure. though you're not ideally yeah yeah so with like i mean not with all my, families but ideally yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, not all families yeah. but ideally like yeah. my grandparents definitely like they lived with us from when i was like 12 yeah. and that was great because then i got like it was good and bad in the sense that it was like four sets of parents my whenever i'd want to have like a sleepover I'd have to, like, ask my parents, and then my parents would be like, ask your grandparents, and my grandparents would be like, ask your parents, and then it'd be, like, a whole kerfuffle, you know? <laughs> Um, so yeah, and yeah. then also it's like you know two sets of parents basically, yeah. kind of like that. And then also, but the thing is that my you knew which ones you could ask, like which things, you know, like yeah. this parent in particular yeah, yeah, is going to be more yeah, permissive. Yeah. Like I want to get a piercing. I don't know. This is a bad example, but yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. Everyone in my family knows this, but I am my grandma's favorite. Um, so I could get away with murder with my grandma. So I would ask my grandma for anything. She'd be like, of course, darling. Uh, also, I hid some chocolate. This is for you only. <laughs> she she would hide food and then give it to me. Uh, yeah, it's cute. <laughs> Uh, but, but it's nice to have that like that level of like care and attention. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's really sweet. 
Yeah, it was really sweet. So yeah. you grew up, you were born and grew up in Czech Republic from age two, roughly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I so do you have, do you have Czech citizenship? I do. You do? Um, Is it, does Czech Republic has like a birthright or you, you had to acquire it through different... No, so it, they changed the law a little bit, like right after I graduated uni and my Czech is not fluent um, because I went to like an English speaking school and then also like Since Czech you people, were like... Yeah, I, like I can sp- I can get away with like, you know, you know, that kind of vibe. If you um, speak Czech, please uh, judge <laughs> judge her domain of the language. Ahoy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, like I can get by with it, but I like I grew up, you know, as an immigrant in the country. So a lot of times I was kind of scared to talk like outwardly because they were hashtag racist sometimes. Um, what was that like? Because you you've lived yeah. there since age two until like your mid late teens. Yeah, I think like I think about this a lot. I think if I had grown up in like for example the UK, like an English speaking place, I would have had I would have been more comfortable with myself at an earlier age. But like growing up, being told that you're like you look different from everyone else first yeah. of all, and then also you are trying to not make as much trouble as possible because they're already suspicious of you. Um, so I definitely would like, especially in public, I'd be very like to myself and trying to be as oh. quiet as possible. Um, do you have friends yeah. outside of school? Um, in Czech Republic? No, yeah. not really. It was just kind of school people or like people from my parents' workplace. Um, it was very like immigrants stick to each other kind of thing. Oh. Um, but even in school, you know, there was like a divide between like the expats and the immigrants and there is a difference. Um, right. because what is yeah. the difference? Um, first of all, money. <laughs> oh, is it? Because I always thought yeah. like expat is like is basically also euphemism. Quite, yeah, yeah, it's like a euphemism for immigrant. Or I felt like I'm. I might be completely wrong. Uh, also, expat you usually talking from the country of origin, aren't you? You talking about like my dad probably talks about me like I'm an expat because I don't live there anymore. Oh, no? um, I think that's something else but yes because okay. uh, expat i think is like basically Go the on, same thing as an immigrant except that like you're more privileged okay yeah like it's uh, like when you think of an expat it's like somebody who's like got work at the place so they're there for like temporary and then they're probably going to leave again but they probably earn a lot more um, okay. and an immigrant is someone escaping something you know okay um that was okay. just a yeah that, i Closest, think that's the okay. mental image that most people have i see um, i see i mean yeah. i i perceive some of that as well for sure like mm. I, I think there's a negative connotation towards immigrant, even though like I guess like not all immigrants are refugees. Yeah, right? yeah. No, no, no. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I see. I I definitely perceive that sense of privilege. Yeah. It almost, I guess, it almost sounds better. Mm. I guess it's like a French word or something. I'm yeah, like, you're like I'm an expat. You see, well, an like expat. I'm a dirty immigrant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, um yeah. I we like to reclaim the word immigrant here at the pause. Yes. Um I think it's a beautiful I mean, I feel like I always resented identifying as an immigrant even when I when I'm up here. Um because it just like the my difference was like the center of my identity and I didn't want it to be. Mm. Um but uh but now it's probably because I've earned a level of privilege through citizenship. Mm. And now I'm like I could I'm, Gonna call myself an immigrant because I know I have a British passport. Is it yeah, okay? you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, That's. I mean, 
most of the reason why I stayed in this country after university was because Brexit happened and they wanted me to leave. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be that wart you can never get rid of. <laughs> yeah. Just stubbornness. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes I feel like, like, because I have so much bitterness towards this country. I love living here. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But also there's a lot of bitterness that's just harboring inside. And like, yeah. oh, speaking of the politeness thing as well. Go on. Um, what I cannot stand is... You know when you're in the tube and you're like, oh, excuse me, excuse me. Um, and like literally everybody apologizes, but nobody moves. I feel like that's the epitome of Britishness oh is God. just being like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And then doing absolutely fuck all. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, do you know like the two seats that go up because it's to let like wheelchairs or like, yeah. um, or like baby buggies or uh, yeah. prams? Um, a, like a pram in the tube, mm-hmm. like in front of the doors, blocking the way. Mm-hmm. No one will get up to let like the the the, the couple put yeah. the yeah put the pram in. And I was like, that's literally what those chairs are there for. Like you it's need to, to let yes there yeah yeah because it's gonna get in the way of everybody and you yeah but... and they don't want to be in the way, but they yeah. also they feel awkward about like asking you to get up. So just like you know, yeah. look out and like get the fuck up. Yeah, anyway. get the fuck up. Yeah. yeah, you can stand to stand a little yeah. bit. Come but on. yeah, um, the tube is another kind of like absolute hellscape. Yeah, though, I feel I think like. it's, it's, it's getting back there after yeah. pandemic now as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if that's more London specific. I haven't been outside of London enough to punctual places, but um, yeah, but yeah. Um, so something else. I, so, what was your like? How would you describe your experience? Growing up in Czech Republic, like, do you have any fond memories? Do you have any less than fond memories? Uh, what are some of them? Both, yeah. I have, like, really fond memories, but also, like, a little bit tricky memories as well. Like, you know, like, uh, as a kid, I don't know, like, why. But then as an adult reflecting, I'd be like, oh, it was because of racism. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I would get followed a lot, um, like, and get, like, called Vietnamese and, like get shouted at and I was like a kid at the time as well um yeah so it was like it was a lot but at the same time there was I love Czech food um there's Mm. something called spichkova it's like it's like dough that's like super white I don't know why Mm. and then like this meat gravy and like sometimes venison and it tastes delicious it's so good um, I love that kind of like beige food. I also love the food here. Um, you do? I do. I, I, I want love to talk... a Sunday roast. Oh, you do? I love it. I want to talk more about the food here. But before we do, I'm mm-hmm. going to take a little break. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. So before we took the break, we were talking about um, your experience uh, living in, growing up in Czech Republic and like yeah. things that you like from memories yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, at some point at some point you decided to to move to do you move straight from Czech Republic to to the United Kingdom to London yeah for uni I was yeah. baby faced just literally just just turned 18 yeah like in July moved in August went straight to university I remember the first day I got here from Heathrow okay 
Czech Republic, our train lines have we in Prague we have three train lines and it's always the same. <laughs> it's always you go to one spot, you get off the other, none of it goes in a different place. First day I get here, I get lost in the tube from Heathrow for three hours. Three hours I was pummeling around the tubes. Like this horrible, like Kafka-esque, like, <laughs> you know, fucking... Uh, it was it was something. And I was carrying two giant suitcases and I was just like, oh my god, I'm weighing over my head. And I was this baby-faced, like, little kid who was, like, scared of everything. And yeah. now I'm still scared of everything, but less baby-faced, so... Mm. What did your parents, how do your parents take your, what was the conversation like? Like, mom, dad, I'm going to move to, I want to go to, to uni in, in London? Or? So it was kind of always expected that I was going to leave, I wasn't going to go to a university in Czech Republic. Okay. It was either the US or the UK because, I mean, the whole point in them trying so hard to get us into this, like, fancy international school. Yeah. Um, that, like, their work, like, subsidized and all that, um was so that we can get all these opportunities that they never had. Yeah. Um, and part of that was um, going to school in either the US or the UK. And to them, it was always their dream to like move to the US eventually. And they did. Um, but the US was too expensive. I knew I was going to get into a lot of debt if I were to go there. Um, so the UK is where I ended up going. It wasn't really like a conscious decision. I just kind of heard of my university and I had a degree that that kind of felt well suited to me. But it was very much like, I'm a child. I don't know what to do next. Everyone's doing this. I'm going to do that. Mm. Um, I had a lot to learn. Um, and I still have a lot to learn. Um, but yeah, they, they always kind of expected it. Um, yeah, which is I a different kind of situation I guess compared to the way that like for example you would have moved you had to yeah. have a conversation with your parents didn't you yeah for sure I mean but he, the way you're describing it makes perfect sense because like you're like well, the way I'm like understanding understanding it is like your family was already like some degree of like multicultural from the beginning mm-hmm. the fact that your your mom is from one country and your dad's from another and, yeah. they, and then you were born in a third country. Yeah. You know, there's neither of those two. Third and then, yeah. Kid, yeah. And then, and then you went to an international school. So it's mm-hmm. already like, I don't know, like it, if I see how that is like a more, like it was expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was completely different from my case because, like, which is odd because, like, um, my grandparents, like, they, like they were born in Morocco and they came to Spain mainland like throughout their lives mm. uh, but still my parents were born in Spain um, born to like ethnically Spanish parents mm-hmm. and then I was born in Spain as well and we were all born like in the same my brother as well like we were all born in the same town yeah. so I guess there was like a sense of like roots like we have our roots in this particular town mm. in the south of Spain and so yeah there was a yeah, it was it was odd and weird. If anyone, yeah, it must have been a lot bigger of a like a jump for you to be like, I'm gonna move to this country. It took a lot of convincing, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what was it like though? Once you got here, like, was there? Do you do you feel like you were already used and like you've I've already lived in like, like I've already lived as an outsider in Czech Republic. So, 
this is just I, uh, to be fair it was all foggy i don't even really remember i mm. think because the main thing was i was just transitioning from being a child to trying to be an adult yeah um so i didn't even really think about that i remember <laughs> i remember moving here and for the first time seeing a fox and being like oh my god nobody's going to believe me <laughs> that i saw a fox <laughs> in the city <laughs> turns out everybody sees yeah. foxes all the time um but yeah i think a lot of it is kind of um veiled with the fact that I was also just growing up so I don't I yeah I can't quite distinguish between the different experiences that makes sense I think I just wasn't like my prefrontal cortex was just really not developed (laughs) at that point it just were you going back and forth between Czech Republic and between Prague is that where you were you so my my family moved to the U.S. when I moved to the U.K. because right immediately they, as you moved into literally the, the summer I was sleeping in an empty house and I was helping them move out as well. Mm. Um, empty, literally mattress on the floor, empty. And then I moved. To, oh, and then, oh my God, it was like the most stressful time of my life, which is probably why I don't really remember much, mm. um, because I was also trying to get my Czech citizenship, um, because international fees here ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I was trying to get my Czech citizenship. I was trying to be able to move to the country. Um, I'd never done anything like that before. Um, I had to open a bank account for the mm-hmm. first time. Uh, and like my parents were busy with their move to the US. Mm. So I would, I just kind of, it was like walking in the dark. I just had no idea what I was doing. Um, did I have a point in that? No. You were telling me like your parents moved to the US yes, right yeah. as you were moving to the UK. What was yeah. the what was the the reason for relocating again? They just w- wanted to leave. Yeah, they just wanted to move. I think they're quite like antsy people themselves. Sure. Like now they're getting ready to move to Turkey after oh, really? finally putting roots in the U.S. Wow. So they're just like people who just like to move around and wow. explore and expand. And I get that. I respect that. Um, do you do you same. relate to that feeling? Yes, but I think I also really value like setting roots in. You do? Yeah, like I like I like that I'm settled here. I think for the longest time I wasn't sure if I'm settling here. Because uh, I wasn't sure if I can, first of all. Yeah. Um, and then also if there's a point in doing that. And I mean, the grocery stores are empty so maybe there is an appointment maybe i should move back you know what i'm gonna move no (laughs) um yeah so i I quite like having like home place um but i also like exploring and moving around but i think i i need one place that's but you know i come from an ancestry of nomads kazakh were nomads we we always moved around right um so yeah i think a little bit of both I think I need things to move around a little bit. But then again, also, London is so big that when you move from, like, south to north, it's like moving to a different country. Almost, yeah. You can yeah. Always, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people refuse to cross the river. The, I mean... I am one of those people. I yeah. may have to, but you're, we'll see. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. You already betrayed your kind by crossing I the river know. to come here. To yeah. come here, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to be allowed back. Yeah. <laughs> That's really interesting that, like, what your parents have, that like, this need to move around, and you say, like... Kazakhs are like historically like nomads by nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we had yurts. But it's so interesting, like this idea of like having this like nomadic lifestyle. But at the same, I'm I'm saying like nomadic, but like in a in a modern sense because mm. your parents are not nomad. Like they don't live yeah. in yurts. But um, no, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like having this kind of almost like modern nomadic lifestyle. 
but I guess like in a in a sense like do you feel like your parents like they or your family in general do you feel like they they still have like a really strong sense of identity and they carry the culture with them or do you feel like they they're like um they're changing and merging with like all the cultures of different countries where they live or both both for sure like um i think since moving to the us they have changed a bit but like growing up in czech republic they were very kazakh like we were only allowed to speak kazakh in the house um and they were very like traditional at some point they went through a phase where they were like sleepovers are not muslim so we're not doing sleepovers (laughs) and i'm like you just made that up (laughs) um yeah and they were very like I think because there's that idea of um, when you're a diaspora, you feel so distant from your country that you become like the cemented version of whatever your country was. Because I went to visit Kazakhstan. Oh, my God. I visited Kazakhstan five years ago. Um, Five years ago? No. Like right, right before the pandemic. And I was going to visit for like New Year's and like see my grandma. And then last minute she was like, there's going to be a wedding. Bring a dress. And I was like, a surprise wedding? Um, Is this my secret wedding? (laughs) (laughs) I was like telling my friends like, please, if I don't come back, I does not consent. (laughs) Um, Mm. I don't want to be bride napped. No. Mm. Um. But I I brought like a dress, but I I brought I brought a modest dress because sure. I knew that they were gonna be like it's Kazakhstan you can't do yeah. that and I was it a Muslim wedding? Well, yeah, but Kazakhs yeah. are always a bit casual Muslims, you know. Yes, because it's but a it, mostly yeah. secular country, even though historically it's like very Muslim. Yeah, right? like we're Muslim kind of in the same way that most Christians in these European countries are, you know, yeah. like casual. Yes, um, chill. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, most Kazakhs drink. Um, yeah. A lot of Kazakhs eat pork as well. Um, right. But, you know, it's still Muslim. So, you know, yeah. you'd have your, um, like, you'd have the ceremony in a mosque and then you'd go to the, the thingy and then you'd drink. Yeah, the reception. Which is just, yeah, party, the recep- yeah. yeah, the party part. Um, but, I, like, I brought this dress that I thought was quite modest. And it was. It was like everything was covered and then my arms were visible. And I wore this dress to, my, like, my grandma and she was like, but your arms. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, my slutty arms. Oh, no, the Kazakh boys. They will be drooling. <laughs> um, they will be drooling to hold hands with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, bride nap me yeah. immediately. <laughs> yeah. um, so she made me wear my aunt's, like, this like, pink cape. Of a dress. It's like, I looked like a dog. I had a mullet at the time. A bleached mullet. I went to get my hair blown out. I looked like a Soviet grandma. It was hilarious. I wish I... I, I think I have some photos. Uh, but I just look... Can we? Can you send them to me? And like, Can I put them in the podcast? Of course you can. You. I will look for them. Yeah. Um, but I just... Yeah, I looked like this... I looked like a grandma, but like in a doll way. Yeah. And then I go there and I see that everyone my age has like cleavage. Crop out, tops. Yeah. Cr- like buzz, <laughs> Like literally all the skin showing. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh... That was when I was like... My parents and my grandparents might have been feeding me a different version of Kazakhstan. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is, is, it, is it almost like they're stuck in the time period where they moved out of the country? Maybe? Yeah, I think in some ways, yes. Yeah, That's because really... Kazakhs are like, also the other thing is that we were taught Kazakh. We spoke Kazakh at home. My parents spoke a little bit of Russian with each other, but they never taught us that. I know a little bit of Russian just because I picked it up from them speaking it. But... Whenever any Kazakh tries to, like, when they recognize me and they're, like, try to speak to me, they speak to me in Russian. And then when they recognize that my Russian isn't very good, they're like, oh, you're not a real Kazakh. 
You which speak is a bit of Russian as well. A little bit, but like only enough to like get away, you know. Plashatka. Privet. Krutoy. You know, that kind of vibe. Хорошо. Я хочу один сникерс. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of hilarious that like, I'm like, oh, I speak Kazakh though, but that's not Kazakh enough for Kazakhstan. Um, you have to speak Russian to be a modern day Kazakh because most of the country speaks Russian. Um, so it's like that interesting thing, like of like, oh, okay, I'm a different version of Kazakh. Like when my cousins met me, they thought I was going to be super like uptight and posh because I only spoke Kazakh. Um, and then they were like, oh, my God, you farted. Um, <laughs> I didn't think that you guys would do that thing. I'm like, no, we just learned Kazakh. That's what yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. I, this is a really interesting divide between like the national identity of a Kazakh person and the cultural identity of a Kazakh person. And it's almost like the national identity of a Kazakh person is more influenced by like modern, modern culture, global, global, global. Globalization. Globalization. Wow. Uh, <laughs> podcast host Pablo Sara cannot say globalization. Uh, globalization. Yeah. And um, so it's, it's almost like the youth culture, like it's maybe like it's more, more relaxed about like modesty, yeah. religion, etc., etc. Um, this the, the fact that like Russian is more widely spoken, um, you know, it, it almost seems like it has more to do with like the geographical localization of Kazakhstan not so much with like Kazakh culture. Yeah, I mean combination of both. Like I think a lot of people in Kazakhstan now speak English as well. Um yeah. yeah. And um but the, yeah the culture and then also there's that Korean influence as well. Um for sure. Like a lot of my cousins watch K dramas and stuff like that. This is um, fascinating to me. So it's like a big mix, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of European countries, including the United Kingdom and Spain they have this like really strong like nationalist pride and nationalist identity like national mm. big national identity that like is is like it congeals like the ancestral culture of the country like it's like the ancestral culture of like the people living in the country mm. with the geographical location of the of the country mm. plus the religion even though like there's rules now like in the UK and like Spain I, I, at least in Spain like there's no official religion wink wink it's the catholic <laughs> wink, one wink. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um so yeah. it's so it's all unified into mm. and we'll like but there's like surely there's different like subcultures because that's like just modern day Kazakh youth kind of thing yeah. but like my grandpa for example diehard nationalist yeah like you know our ancestors were nomads and then we had to watch this Genghis Khan documentary <laughs> series um and we were always reminded that we're descendants of Genghis Khan and yeah. had to be proud of it and all that my grandma like taught us like the Kazakh national anthem which by the way translates to um the sky is made of gold yeah the land is also made of gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, so they rhyme like, gold Kazakh. with gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Gold rhymes with gold, right? Yeah, 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 yeah I think so. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, so nice. it's very like, you know, we're Kazakhs, we're nomads, we eat horse meat, we drink horse milk. Yeah. Um, but also at the same time, there's like, yeah, the mix of new stuff as well. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's an interesting one because also the funny thing is like whenever you see any like Kazakh models, Kazakh singers, Kazakh actors and stuff like that, most of the ones that you see are like, you know, 
ancestrally like Russians who had moved to Kazakhstan. So they all look white. Right. Um, whereas like Kazakhstan's so big, it's it's the biggest landlocked country. In case you guys don't know, <laughs> <laughs> repping Kazakhstan. <laughs> Even though a lot of Kazakhs would call me not a real Kazakh. Right. Um, I don't know. It's like a lot of mixed yeah. things there. There's a lot of like nuances, I think. Um, because yeah, it's true. Like a lot of times, I was called like my mannerisms, the way that I behaved. They were like, "You're not being Kazakh." Um, like whenever I visit, it was is you know, it's a typical thing of like when you leave the country, you are that. Like in in the UK, I am Asian Kazakh person. You know, yeah. In Kazakhstan, I am like oh Westernized person. Yeah. So in either, you're not enough of the either. So you just become this weird, mushed up, like, version of, like, both. Yeah. Like an in-between, and you're like, I don't have a land. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. I relate to that very strongly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to have that kind of, like, mixed cultural identity, and then you're never going to be, you know, English enough for the UK, or Mm -hmm. in my case, like, Spanish enough for Spain. Yeah. Yeah, 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 very true. Yeah. You'd mentioned something about like when you were going to school in Czech, in Prague. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a the, you mentioned something about like the the divide and the segregation. Like, um, it's still in Prague. It was a lot of like white kids, and there was a lot of like um, almost like everyone going with like their kind or whatever. Yeah, a little bit. Like little you know, bit. there's a big Vietnamese community in Czech right. Republic. Um, so whenever like white Czechs would see me, if they were like racist, they would be like, "That's a Vietnamese person." But now there's a lot of Kazakhs there as well, so they can mm. kind of tell the difference. Um, you know, they've they've uh, mm. learned a little bit, but also like within the school that I went to, I went to an international school. That's a really fucking posh place to be. Um, like all the kids that I went to school with were rich. Um, like you know that kind of rich where they're like. We're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, like, yeah. you know, they don't even know how rich they are. Yeah, we're comfortable. Our slaves errand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they do believe that. And that's fair. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, but also, like, there was... Because international schools, I think, sometimes have this interesting thing going on where they're like, we're third culture kids. We're so international. Mm. And then they'd be like... You know Emily, um, like in my school, who would like is like my mom's from France, my dad's from Switzerland. Where am I from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And my ethnic ass is sitting there, yeah. you know, like microwaving yeah. my horse meat lunch. Yeah. And then she's like, "Ew, did yeah. somebody fart?" Yeah. I'm like, "No, that's my ethnic yeah. food, Emily." Yeah. And she's like, "I don't know if yeah. I should eat fondue or <laughs> yeah. camembert." Yeah. Yeah. She's Get like your lactose yeah. intolerant ass away from me, yeah. Emily. <laughs> Yeah. From the, so there's uh, a lot of bitterness from that as yeah. well because I think there's a difference between like you know again it's that difference between like expat versus immigrant but it's like yeah. slightly different like it's the terminology it's like mm. little little things um, yeah. so yeah being in I mean that said we did have like some diversity in the school but again most of the diversity was like she's from France and Switzerland yeah, yeah. different types of white basically yeah basically like we had a big community of like south korean kids as well oh i used to hang out with them because i was like i don't know what asian group i should belong to so i was like (laughs) i'm gonna belong there the kimbab is amazing so i'm gonna go there and oh it was so sweet um i had a best friend um and her mum um would always pack an extra lunch box of Mm. kimbab without pork 
for me specifically. They're so sweet. So sweet. And then I would just eat it because I was always the um, trash. Like, you know, at lunch, I would always eat everyone's leftovers. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, (laughs) I was that person. Um, So, yeah, I think her mom eventually learned and just got like a separate lunchbox. And they would invite invite me over to their Korean dinners and I couldn't understand a word, but I would just eat everything. That is so Um, sweet. Yeah, it was really sweet. One One of your close friends in school was Czech. No, she lives here now. Oh, she's not Czech, but yeah, she does live here now. Okay. Um, she was, uh, is still from um, <laughs> Germany and Georgia. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a lot of like that kind of mix as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had Ar- Armenian kids as well. Yes. Um, there was one other Kazakh girl. Um, oh, really? Yeah. What was the vibe? Were you like, like nodding, quietly nodding in the corridor or... No, no, no. I think we, no. were, we were friends. Yeah. No. Yeah. She was a lot cooler than me, though. Okay. She was definitely more part of the cool kid group. And oh, I was right, just kind of right. weird. So Fair enough, there's yeah. that. So I was just like, I respect that. You yeah. do you. Um, I'm going to, you know, still aspire to be cool, but not be cool. Yeah. Was <laughs> yeah. that, do you, feel, do you feel like, is it unusual that like your friend from school, from international school in Prague, like also moved to UK to go to uni? Or, no, there's, there's a few here. Yeah. Um, there's uh, even this kid because he is so mean this go on English say kid. his name and address no, no I won't I'll just say that he's a solicitor now oh no um, I already don't like him and oh I, I've never god, met him oh my god he was such a prick and I also like you know forgive and forget also because like he was like 12 at the time so whatever yeah. I should get over it <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> but yeah oh he was so mean um but yeah, he lives here. Um, the, the, a lot of people that I went to school with live here. I just don't necessarily talk to them. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, just because yeah. we weren't like close friends in school and still aren't. And the, the, this, um, this one, yeah. my friend Sopo, um, <laughs> who's German and Georgian. We've known each other since we were like four. Yeah. So yeah, she's like my best friend. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. What I, to kind of like bring the, the interview segment to a close... Yes. Um, uh, what are some stereotypes that you despise or maybe someone, some of, some that you like? Of like Kazakhs? Yeah. Do we do you have encounter? Oh. <laughs> do you encounter, maybe like the, you, you might have been endowed with this mm, stereotypes I, or maybe they're just more broad. Maybe this is about being Asian or Muslim. The, the funny thing that I get a lot is people don't believe Kazakhstan exists. <laughs> I once had a guy approach me at a bar and he was like, uh, like being like, oh yeah, where are you from? And I was like, yeah, I'm from Kazakhstan. And he's like, you know what? I was just trying to have a nice conversation. Like you didn't have to like make up a country. Like he got upset. He got butthurt. He thought I made up a country to avoid talking to him or something. Um, It was hilarious. And I was like, ah. And then once as well, after a gig, someone was like, you're not actually from Kazakhstan, are you? And I was like, yeah, I am. That's a weird... <laughs> why wouldn't I be? And it's like, oh, I thought it was like a some character. weird thing that you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a character thing. I was like, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> Kazakhstan is a real country. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, Bora has been a lot of uh, influence uh, over... Yeah. Yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen, but, mm? There was a campaign from the Kazakh government being like... This is like damaging. It's nice. Yeah. Oh, oh no? okay. Never mind. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> <laughs> there was the Kazakh National Tourist something... Um, they had a campaign that was like, um, Kazakhstan, it's nice to, to kind of make fun of the yeah. fact that that's they, the Bora they, is the only reason why we had a lot more tourism. They're trying to own it. 
kind yeah, of yeah but also be to be no... like kazakhstan is actually nice yeah, yeah you yeah. can go skiing there it's fun oh we used to go like every two years um to the countryside yeah um and go to the like um like live in a yurt for like a month and get eaten up by mosquitoes and like shit in a hole because <laughs> um, you know those you know those like yeah. little shacks and yeah. yeah so yeah yes camping is fun yeah, yeah yeah oh man i remember once mosquitoes like really bit me up i they bit me up so much it looked like i had my lips done Ooh, nice. um, yeah nice. you come right? back like yeah i was like <laughs> <laughs> um but what yeah, do you yeah. think what do you think makes home home oh that's a nice question i think you like finding a place you whether it's like mental or physical where you can really come undone and be yourself I think that's what makes home home as well as building like a community mm. so like um naturally when I first moved here um I gravitate like a lot of my friends are immigrants as well so that just kind Same. of like so you, you just kind of build that kind of home because no offense but English people are kind of hard to be friends with <laughs> I just I'm, I realize I'm alienating like a huge audience uh, the other day uh, my friend who's English but a Londoner mm -hmm. listened to the podcast and she was like wow we really are horrible aren't we and I was like <laughs> I was like the podcast is very tongue-in-cheek but anyway <laughs> um will you actually being sassy <laughs> yeah exactly do you do you want to stay in the UK indefinitely yeah yeah, yeah yeah I'm currently trying to become a citizen yay oh you're gonna like the next segment then um oh, yeah yeah um before we break for the next segment do you want to like because you're like a working comic do you want to promote anything do you just even oh if God. it's just your instagram or whatever oh yeah follow me on instagram um aisha manduri um i don't have oh uh if you're in edinburgh in the summer i'm doing a split show with my friend mustafa um called conscious thoughts spelled t-h-o-t -T, so like conscious at her over there yeah <laughs> um Oh, nice. It, yeah. I'll try, maybe I'll, Come I'll my gigs. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So we're going to take a quick break. And mm -hmm. when we come back, we're going to play a game uh, of Legally British. Uh, so hand tight and see you after the break. <laughs> Welcome back to Confuse Immigrants. It's time for our segment Legally British. I object! In this segment, we have a confused immigrant and the token Brit compete against each other in a pop quiz of real life in the UK questions, which is the British citizenship test. Um, our confused immigrant today, you know her already, the hilarious Aisha Amanduri. <laughs> Thank you, you guys. Um, her token Brit this episode is her friend James Gallinag. Thank Hi. you, James, for being here. Here are the rules of the game. <laughs> You'll both take turns answering a series of real questions pulled directly from the official Life in the UK test. And you will both have one chance to answer them. At the end, the person with the most questions answered correctly wins the game. If the, if the British person loses, and this is very kind of you to have agreed on, James, they get legally stripped of the British citizenship, which gets handed <laughs> over to the immigrant. Let's begin. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst part is I have not studied for this at all and we'll see how it goes. Okay, yeah. cool. So the first question is for Aisha. Okay. Aisha, which country invented rugby? This is a multiple choice question and the answers are A, India, B, Argentina, C, 
England or D, France? <laughs> England? Is that... Oh, yeah, yeah okay. I was like, is this a test? That is one point for Aisha. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Uh, the England did invent a lot of sports, among them rugby. Mm. So, yeah, that is correct. Um, that is one point for Aisha. Uh, the next question is for James. James, your question is, what composer wrote music for King George I and for his <laughs> son, George II? This is a multiple choice question, and the possible answers are A... George Frederick Handel, B. Gustav Holt, C. Ralph Vaughan Williams, or D. Henry Purcell. Who are these people? <laughs> I don't know. Those last two sound more English or British, don't they? What was it? Williams and... The last two names yeah. that I read. C. Ralph Vaughan Williams, or D. Henry Purcell. We'll go for Henry Purcell. That I'm sounds like you're a... probably right about that. <laughs> This is a fix. You got an easy one. I am that was so really hard. sorry, James. The correct answer was George Frederick Handel. That doesn't sound English. I don't think he was, but he wrote music but for he the wrote king. Music yeah, for the king. All right, cool. That um, makes sense. That is one point for Aisha. Aisha in the head with one point. Um, the next question is for you, Aisha. Um, okay. Which of the following is an example of a criminal offence in the UK? Okay. The possible answers are A. Pouring the milk in before the tea. <laughs> B. Having a roast on a Saturday. <laughs> C. Prolonged eye contact in public transport. <laughs> or D. Selling tobacco to anyone, anyone under the age of 18. Mm, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. There's a lot of offences there. But I yeah. think the illegal one is probably um, D. The tobacco one, right? Yeah. That is like correct. Amazing, Aisha. That is two <laughs> points for Aisha. Zero points for James so far. I'm excited for your question. <laughs> you still, James, don't worry. This is just the beginning of the game. You still have a chance to win. Uh, the next question is for you. Um, Bovril, Marmite, Baked Beans. Why is the UK still eating like the Germans are flying overhead? <laughs> this is a multiple choice question. And the possible answers are A. Their taste buds have evolved to no longer perceive flavour. B. <laughs> eating European cuisine would be cultural appropriation, as and um, as we all know, uh, the UK cares a lot about that. And C. That is true. C. They saw ratatouille once and think that French food is made by rats. <laughs> or D. It reminds them of the only time in history they were in the bad guys. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, Some complex answers there. Yeah. <laughs> I take umbrage with the, you know, like a taste buds thing, because Marmite's a pretty strong taste, so it can't be mm. It can't be A. Um, <laughs> let's go for D, when they were the good guys. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> Arguably, World War II was the last time, the only time in history, the uh, United Kingdom where they were on the good side. So, oh, mm. Yeah. <laughs> and if you disagree, like, fight me. Like, <laughs> whatever. Uh, the next question is for Aisha. Um, mm -hmm. Aisha, what festival is celebrated on the 31st of October? The options are A, Groundhog Day, B, Independence Day, C, Throwback Thursday, or D, Halloween. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the, I like the, what was it? Independence Day? That's hilarious. Um, no, it's D, I think. Yay! That is correct. Uh, that is three points for Aisha, one point for James. Uh, Aisha's still in the head. 
Uh, but James still has a chance to win the game if he gets enough questions right. Uh, the next question is for you, James. James, who objectively is the best Spice Girl? Oh. The options are A, Scary, B, Baby, C, Posh, D, Ginger. The best one. The best one. Objectively. Objectively. <laughs> objectively. Mm, I don't know. Who's your favorite one? I don't know which which type she is. As what, in, what does she look like? The, Jerry Halliwell. She's, she's my favorite one. Um, which one's she? Is she baby? I think. No. Is she is not she? baby? I don't know. Is Let's go for posh thing? though. For objectively, she seems pretty successful. She's got her fashion line. Ah. Oh, I'm wrong. Ah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The only acceptable option is scary. Mel B is the superior size <laughs> girl. And That's everyone true. knows that. <laughs> yeah. The next question is for Aisha. Aisha, mm -mm -mm. which of the following is a fundamental principle of British life? The right. possible answers are A, alcoholism, <laughs> B, re rejecting those with the different faiths and beliefs. <laughs> C, engaging in football-related hooliganism. <laughs> or D, tolerance of those with different faiths and beliefs. <laughs> I want to say C, but it's D. <laughs> <laughs> what, like it's hard? Ironically, yes, it's tolerating those with different faiths and beliefs, even if that's not always what they, what they practice. But um, yeah, mm -hmm. so that is four points for Asia, one point for James. James, you still have... a chance to <laughs> win the Turn game around. but you really need to I'm like, gonna go home without you, my passport you really <laughs> need you're gonna need a lucky he break his passport at the door yeah, yeah. I, do. I had to hand it in mm. but I feel I'm feeling I'm feeling optimistic about this I feel like you still have a good chance so okay. yeah I'm glad you are yeah mm. so James which of the following statements is true a blind people can apply for a 50% discount on their TV license B, blind people don't have to pay for TV license. C, blind people have to retroactively pay for the TV license if and when they recover their size. D, <laughs> blind people have to pay full price for the TV license. I don't know, but it's probably D. There's probably not any concessions. I feel like they're just rigid about it. Everyone has to pay. <laughs> Actually, and this is, I mean, they all, they all are real questions right in the UK test, wink. But, um, <laughs> but I, this is actually true. Um, blind people can apply for a 50% discount on their TV license. That's so they, they still have to pay 50%. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. I suppose 50% of it is sound. Yeah, I um, guess. <laughs> yeah. But deaf people don't get a discount. Deaf people... Because they can read. Yeah. Oh, I see. Mm. That's ridiculous. Oh, well. That is still one point for James, four points for Asia. Netflix don't do that. Netflix, but no. you pay subscription. Yeah, whatever. Well, yeah. They don't give discounts. Like no. you just have to pay. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Um, the next question is for you, Aisha. Yes. Uh, Aisha, what is the name of the UK currency? The options are A. Oh, this is a tough one. Dollar. <laughs> B. Pound sterling. C. Pound me sterling. D. <laughs> in for a penny, out for a pounding sterling. I think D. <laughs> Ah, that is incorrect. Oh. But I feel like it should be. So we're going to give you half half a point. <laughs> it definitely should be. I'm trying to be. make it easy for you. Yeah. 
it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I the next question, the next and final question is for James. And this question is worth 10 points. 10. Okay. Oh, so this could define who wins the game. Okay. Are you ready, James? No. Okay. <laughs> well, you're going to have to be. Go. Okay. And the question is. British wartime code breaker, mathematical genius and computer pioneer Alan Turing, who decrypted the Nazi military codes, shortening the war by two years and saving millions of life and lives, and who and to whom we owe the entire modern digital age of computers, mobile phones, email, internet and space exploration, was prosecuted for being gay in nineteen fifty four and sentenced to chemical castration via a hormone therapy that was uncannily similar mm -hmm. to what Nazis used on gay men in the Buchenwald concentration camp. Mm -hmm. Name three other hate crimes the British Empire perpetrated against queer people. Go. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. I had no idea. Yeah, what you didn't know about that? About this guy, no. Have you not seen? No. Um, there's a film, The Imitation Game. Yeah. I think oh, it's The Imitation Game about, about it. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Really interesting. Um, they pardoned him years after. So, spoiler alert for, for history. They yeah, very recently. Mm. Spoiler alert: that he couldn't stand the side effects of the chemical castration, so he took his own life. Mm. <gasps> very sad. Um, many years later, like very recently, like couple of years back yeah, yeah. Really the, the queen like pardoned him like post-mortally and then they they put him on the, they put him on the uh, 50 pound uh notes oh i guess they kind of like um so never, we took never have yeah. 50 pound notes yeah so. exactly. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah so no yeah. to make sure that like nobody no one's exposed it. to it yeah except for um, people. Yeah. yeah but uh but but he um he was pardoned there were like many others who like were never pardoned and they were like they experienced like awful awful yeah. like hate crimes perpetrated by the very same yeah. British Empire so if mm. you could just name three of three examples <laughs> there's probably an endless list to be honest mm -hmm. so we only need three okay. <laughs> should be easy well it's hard to be specific isn't it um okay well it was it was it was illegal to be gay you know you could be arrested and XYZ mm -hmm. up until I think so who was it? Eighties, seventies. Everyone who wasn't a straight person. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that's one. And no, uh, you need to say a name of a. Oh, like, is it names? A, oh. a celebrated, yeah. Oh, you uh, want like some? It's a case something that you we can check historically. Oh well, you can check. You can check that the. Like the decriminalization of being gay. Yeah. Give it Whenever that was Let, do you want to repeat the question it, to you? That, that was relatively recently as well, like 1970. No, but something. I think he wants yeah. names. Of specific, who, three specific. Like, but they have to be famous. Obviously. Specific. You can't just like say just, just, John. Do they have to be specific? No, but I mean, it's easier if they're famous because it's specific and anyone can check it. Yeah. But. Um, oh, can I give one? Wait, no, it's your question. <laughs> you can if you want. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm do you have any? Be. One person. Think of a Anyone portrait. that's not Alan Turing that has been fucked over for being gay by the British Empire. Think of a portrait. A portrait? A portrait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gray. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by portrait. Oh, no. What kind of portrait? 
it's a novel. I'm probably just being real dumb. No, no, not at all. I'm okay, just being um, very cryptic. <laughs> okay. Os- Oscar Wilde. The, yeah. That um, is, yeah. We'll take that. The Oscar Wilde I think he was trials. Irish anyway, no? Was he? Oh, uh, yeah, but English, He went yeah. to school in Ireland. But, oh, no, of course, mm. it would have been like British back in the day. Okay, Oscar yeah. Wilde. Um, that's the only one I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one you know. Yeah. Okay, so if I get one more, I'm no. doing better you than can, you. You can be... <laughs> I guess, like, the question technically says, like, name three other hate crimes to British and buy a perpetrated against queer people. So I guess, like, if you don't have a person, but it has to be, like, really specific. So, we're, like, we're not taking, like, well, it was illegal, so everyone was arrested, uh, arrested back then. Like, can you, like, maybe if you can give me, like, a date. Yeah, I want to say 1972. I don't know why that date yeah. is mm. coming to me. I feel like that's when the decriminalisation was. Well, uh, it might I have, have been no a bit way later than that, that, or 1978. So. Um, yeah, so I have no way of checking that. Yes, so. you do. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> okay, Oscar, Oscar Wilde. Um, we can check yeah, that. Decriminalization and. Okay. Uh, but that's a good thing. Yeah, I know. But everything before that. Okay. Was bad. <laughs> so everything pre then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just, just, put, been just put a big brush. Okay, just put a big broad brush, like pre yeah, whenever this that is was. Very, and then, yeah. and then also after, because you you're know, a, just because on paper doesn't mean you're a terrible ally, James. <laughs> You're a I, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, do you want? Do you like? Yeah. Do you, what kind of answers? Do you want to steal the question if you have any? Oh more my god! I don't, don't think okay. I have anything specific. We so would have also wanna... accepted uh, um, the fact that in 1860, Queen Victoria criminalized India's gender diversity. Uh, criminalized what? India's, India's gender, gender diversity. diversity. So in uh, India, there's a third gender yeah, yeah, name, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hira or Kinar. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it was criminalised when they when they colonised India. Mm. Um, the Oscar Wilde trials in mm. eighteen ninety five. He was arrest, mm. arrested twice for being gay, and mm. also uh, we would uh, another example is like Sir John Gilgud, uh, nineteen fifty three arrest as well. Uh, he was a very mm. uh, prominent British actor at the time. Yeah. Don't know Damn. Him. So those, I, I but yeah. also we would have accepted anything that was like more specific than saying, um, he was anything legal was yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, passport, please. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, well, you have so to that, it on your way out. Yeah. That's uh, that's the end of the game. That means Aisha, you've you've won the game today, and wow. you've won a British a passport. Oh my god. Do I get Kazakh passport? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. not? Okay, cool. <laughs> you can be Kazakh. That's a fast one. <laughs> yeah. um, they do what get dumplings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. What are you going to do with your uh, with your newfound British citizenship? Oh my God, what am I gonna do? Oh, I think first I'm gonna get a Sunday roast because it's Sunday today. On a Saturday. Is it Sunday? It is Sunday. On a Saturday. We are recording on a Sunday. Yes. I'm gonna drink until I'm uh, paralytic, um, mm-hmm. and then piss everywhere. Yes. Um, probably. Also, you should probably fight somebody. And uh, fight for something, something that's mm-hmm. not important. Oh yeah, and then yeah. steal somebody something from somebody. Yeah, yeah, and then put a museum around yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. pillage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna start yeah. here. You have some nice things. I'm gonna steal an ashtray. <laughs> the standing, the 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 plants. He's talking stand, about the yeah. plant thingy. Plant yeah. thingy. You yeah. guys can't see. Is, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll put a picture. Put a photo. Yeah. <laughs> More work for together you. with like that picture of you at that wedding. Oh, we need yeah. that as well. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a riveting <laughs> game. Uh, thank you so much, guys. This brings us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. 
Please follow Confused Immigrants on Instagram at Confused Immigrants and like, subscribe and rate the podcast in your favourite platform. If you're an immigrant or just confused, email us at confusedimmigrantspodcast at gmail.com to tell us what confuses you, uh, what confuses you about British culture. Join us next time for more Confused Immigrants. Thank you and goodbye. Bye. Confused Immigrants is created, hosted, written and produced by me, Pablo Sara. Theme song by the Sex Pistols and me. Recorded by Philip Ball and me. Additional music by Carlos Tambrana. An original artwork by Patricia Garcia Pérez. Thank you.